Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ridgemore Podcast. I am Casey Psalms. That is Jacob Gray. Yeah. Uh, another week. Um, another week off. So now we're back. Sorry. Um, won't happen again. With that said, um, how was your weekend, Jake? <clears throat> I was in a storage unit all weekend. Oh, that is true. You were. Like, literally. Uh, but it's cool because I'm finding all my old stuff. Um, not finding, but like reconnecting. And I found my old CD collection and I just forgot how much music I have on CDs. So yeah. I grabbed a few, filled up a bag with like, oh yeah, I'm trying to listen to that again. And cause like when you have a streaming service, you don't, ex- I don't exactly like look for my old music on the streaming service. I just find like new stuff that I haven't really like listened to. Yeah, I am kind of like that too. So like what I'll do is I'll either listen to new stuff or find playlists mm-hmm. and listen to that. Sometimes I'll get in like my creative zone and like create a new pr- playlist of like mm-hmm. of some type of vibe that I'm I'm feeling or or wanting to go through. So I'll do that yeah. occasionally, but um I mean we both have titles, so like I feel like Tidal has the best playlists out of all the streaming services. Yeah, and their my mixes are good too. I think they have a whatever is in their algorithm works. So really I did, well. I found out that their algorithm is it's it's part algorithm and it's part human as well. I I can tell. So it's it's kind of cool. Um, and they've also improved on their uh, like radio. I don't know if you've ever clicked on that. So like, if you hit mm-hmm. like a certain artist, you can hit radio. Oh, okay. And it'll have it's kind of like a like a Pandora type of thing where it'll play a bunch of artists mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Um, I've had times when it's at the very beginning when title first started, it was horrible, and they've definitely improved. One thing I was listening, I wanted to listen to Wale Radio, and they played a whole bunch of K Camp, and I'm like, I think K Camp and Wale did one song together. <laughs> <laughs> and they're playing K Camp throughout this entire radio thing, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, this is, <laughs> I don't want to hear K Camp. Like, <laughs> yeah, when's the last time you heard K Camp's name? Like, mm. seriously, do their styles even work together? Uh, I mean, I think Wally like, was, you know, there's was he from DC? No, K Camp oh. is not from DC. I I would have to look it up. I don't I don't remember exactly where he's from. Um. While I'm I'm googling it, trying to figure out exactly where K Camp's from, but you know, Wale's the type of rapper who's on like people's remixes very well. It's I think, true. Um, so I think that he was on like a remix of of somebody's. Okay. He's actually from Milwaukee. Tight. Born in well, he's he's born in Milwaukee. His origin is uh, Georgia. So okay, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the my mixes are are great. Cool. Um. Yeah, I have all my my CDs just stacked up, and I and I don't want to throw. Not, I have the CDs separately from like their cases and stuff. Oh God! And because <clears throat> I have them like in one of those disc like folders. Folder, yeah. And like I call me a hoarder, but like I don't want to throw away like the actual. Don't. Why would you even want to? I mean, just to alleviate space. Because it's space. Yeah. Dude, all they gotta do is pull the plug on all these services, and then you just have no music. That is true. You that literally is... would just have. Yeah, something could to... come through like the wire, and the government says we you can't do that anymore. <laughs> they just pull and the plug on the internet or whatever. I don't know if that's possible, but I just feel like yeah, no more. Good luck, and then everyone has to go back to physical everything. Well, at least Amazon still sells. The hard copies. I mean, that's like the, I, I mean, the store sells hard copies. Not not every store. Go to a record store. There's not that many record stores anymore. They're out there though. They're out there. It's just not as much as we would like. Which leads me to um, this past week. I've been looking to find a record player. I want a home record player just to play like classic albums not just hip-hop albums just anything that's just 
considered classic across the board. I just got my record players out of uh, storage, too. Oh, your turntables? Yeah. Are you going to use them? I'm about to get a mixer, yeah, but I, I got to save for the right one. I'm saving for this one. It's like a thousand bucks. Like Jesus. So are you going to start DJing again? Yeah. I got all my stuff. Like, I got all my stuff. I just need uh, I, I have a perfect setup in my mind that um, I don't want to start practicing DJing yet until I have that setup. Okay. Do you have, have you thought of a DJ name? No, I don't care. I think you should go by the one that I, I've always suggested, which was Bacon. D- DJ Slim Bacon. Slim, ugh, that's nasty. <laughs> At the point. No. That is the entire point. No. Nah, it's got to be some, something. Um, I'm not. I can't think about it. It's just got to be like a day, and it just comes up, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll just go by that. It can't be anything too thoughtful. Okay. I don't want to be like making a statement with my name. Slim Bacon is funny, but I don't want. But I'm not always trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all. I think it's just about getting gigs. <laughs> And drawing attention. DJ special guest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one. My friend did that for a while. He just told everyone, put special guest on the flyer. and But that would just be his DJ name. His name was just special guest. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> it's crazy because I, um, I was thinking of, like, who. Cause I, well, that's, that's backtrack. So I've been thinking about marriage a lot lately. Boo! No, it's kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, which it's so it, this is going to be like a, a whole like segment of like marriage and weddings and things. I like feel that. so bad for booing you right now. Well, <laughs> one of the aspects was is like my my grandma. I was talking to not our grandmother we shared together. My other grandmother. I was talking to her about it, and she's like, "Oh, my baby's getting you know my baby wants to get married," and. I'm the second oldest on that side. I'm the oldest on our side. And no one's like really close to me in terms of like age wise. And no one's mm-hmm. any, anywhere close to getting married. And it's so crazy because I'm like, damn, am I, am I that old or is it that everyone else is so much younger? And it's more of like everyone is that like so much younger. But mm-hmm. that's beside the point. So there's also just a big gap of like people having kids, I think. Well, no, that, I don't even think it's I don't think it's a kid thing. Like to me, it's like it's not but, marriage because. But like, there's a kids. solid like what fifteen to twenty years between you and the other guys in our family. Like who's who's up from you? Oh, you mean, oh, yeah, like, in terms of, yeah, and on our side of the family, yeah, like, the next close, no, the next closest person is Jeremy. Jeremy would be the closest one. Exactly. But that's only, like, we're only eight years, nine years apart. Oh. Yeah, we're not. Okay. Yeah, we're, actually, no. Yeah, I feel like Let's he's see, little... it's less. It's less, because the first time I went to Chicago, I was in third grade how old are you in third grade seven usually like eight or seven eight or seven so i think i was eight uh that year doggy style came out and that year jeremy played doggy style for me in the car i remember the story driving around yes we talked about this and when i went there i went for shandell's graduation high school high school graduation Jeremy okay. was still in high school. Okay. And they're like like two years apart. Shendo's older? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, he's a single man, but, you know, you might think he's younger, but, but he's See, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> it took the guys a little while, or even, like, women in the family. Just It was a break, I think, with, with, with kids and marriage and stuff. Well, you also have to think that Huey was, is a few years older than our parents. Mm-hmm. And shout out to cousin Huey, um, a few years older than our parents, and he had them a lot younger. My mom had me at twenty five, mm-hmm. and then 
Yeah, so there was, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a significant break. On my dad's side, everyone's like, it's a little bit closer. There's 86, me 87, uh, my brother's 90, my cousin Nick is 91, 90, oh, I have a, oh, Dominique is 88, I have 93 was my sister, 94, 95 from my other cousin. So, it's like pretty back to back over okay. there. So everyone's there, but like where they're <laughs> at in their lives is a lot different. Uh, overall. Yeah. There you go. You know, so yeah. <coughs> And then, you know, my dad's always like you shouldn't get married before you're 30. So that is still like ingrained mm-hmm. for the most part. But anyway, so um I was looking at like how much weddings cost and stuff like that because you know they say weddings is expensive stupid dummy expensive yeah. and you gotta pay for it right isn't that the tradition no the tradition is well, the American tradition because obviously my girlfriend is Filipino and the Filipino community families I guess from what she says is just you know you want to get married it's on you very interesting but the American American tradition is that the Bride's family pays for the wedding. You know what else is an American tradition? What? Slavery. <laughs> Very true. Now, I don't see that <laughs> that happening uh, to where her family pays for it. I, it would have come out of pocket. But how, how I looked at it was, and I, I told her, I said, one day if we ever get married, it's your wedding, it's my party. All I care about the perception. All I care about is the cake and dancing see, and the booze there but see okay i hear you because you know i love that I, I, lo- I love to entertain i love to throw parties but it should be from the way i see it and i don't i don't know anything whatever <laughs> what do i know how many ways have you been to <laughs> uh maybe like two three that i can remember but in total maybe like five okay but uh yeah it should be both of your weddings and both of your parties just a ra- just a radical idea i don't know maybe well i mean of course it, it it is but i feel like i will let you have you know full control of what do you mean let you have sound very patriarchal right now no okay Come no on, man what i'm saying is is it's what marriage does. <laughs> no, what I'm <laughs> it's the patriarchy in well, in development right now. Okay, what I'm what I'm <laughs> saying is is that in terms of how you would like the wedding to be, thumbs up. You like, don't want any. You don't care. Not as much as I care about who's DJing and what kind of booze we're gonna have at the party. You don't care about the wedding. I do. I mean, there's there, okay. Here's 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 this crazy. To the point where you where you want to forfeit, no, decision making. Not not one hundred. Or, or or collaboration. Well, obviously, like what I'm wearing and shit like that, and like obviously I'm gonna have control. Or what the, you don't care what the invites look like and stuff. You don't care about uh, color schemes, uh, dress listen, codes. Listen, me me and the groom, the groomsmen. That's. I I got control over that. Everything else, it's okay. Okay, I'm I'm fine with that. Cause if you if you if you're telling me to rank the level of importance, okay. The invitations and venue of the actual ceremony. Oh, the venue you don't care about is well. Let me finish. Those are towards the bottom. Venue. It's towards the well, bottom. Listen to me. Listen to me. Wait. <laughs> the the venue for the reception, our DJ, what flavor cake but, is higher than those type of things. But the, oh, okay. So I this seems like, uh, are you trying to have a destination wedding or like? I've thought about that. Or are you just trying to be accessible? So not to be somber or like depressing or anything like that but be depressing the idea of a destination wedding is contingent on 
when in terms of like year uh-huh. um, and if our grandmother is still with us. Okay. Because obviously she can't <coughs> travel, you know, no. far. Um, she hates flying. I just learned that. Yeah, she hates flying now. 9-11 totally spooked her out. Oh, I know that was why. That's I'm pretty sure that was the reason why. Dang. Because, I mean, I've flown with her tons of times, and there was never any mm-hmm. idea of nervousness ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to D.C., I think, later this year or, or maybe next year. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But a destination wedding doesn't have to be a flight. It could be a, a you know, drive. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a drive. I, I would probably want it to be like a flight somewhere where you can fly to like a Cancun or Dominican Republic or Jamaica or something you, you know went, you 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 went straight tropical you like that oh definitely yeah definitely a tropical type of vibe. and why why is that why do people go the tropical wedding route why why is um I've heard of people doing stuff like in Texas like in like Austin like doing like the rustic type of the plantation weddings <laughs> I've heard of that too, which sounds extremely creepy. Which is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, like tropical seems because if you go in, if you're flying somewhere, you would probably want your guests to have something to do, but like or surrounded around the wedding. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to go to like, I mean. I, like, like Montana might be or Wyoming might be Montana and Wyoming might be like beautiful with like the mountains and all this stuff but surrounding the wedding what else are you going to do you know what I mean I don't know okay but it's the same thing for a tropical area and a mountain area is just the beach or the mountain yeah but there's more activities I'm sure both spots got activities. What what are we? Nine? Come on. You get, there's a bar. There's a restaurant. You go shopping. It's just wh- like what? Do you, what are you really trying to do? Go go kart racing and like that'll be fun. Scuba diving. That'll be amazing fun. Okay. Anyways, so this is getting really expensive. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that that's an option. Whatever. Anyways. Back to where I was starting with this entire thing. That's what I'm here for, tangents. Um, was I found this place that does, like, all-inclusives. Like, <clears throat> all-inclusive weddings. My only problem is is that I need to know who the DJ is. I'd probably want to pick my DJ, and I want to make sure that they have the right booze that I'm going to dig. And those are my two, like, two of my biggest things. <laughs> I don't want to have, like, some whack-ass DJ that doesn't know, like the right songs to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a DJ is kind of important to like how the vibe goes for oh, yeah. a reception. Yeah. I've totally ruined a wedding DJing. You DJed at a wedding? Yeah. And you ruined? I, I didn't ruin it, but it was not like, I wasn't ready. I took a gig. I showed up. <laughs> They were All like right. they were like an older couple. Nationality, ethnicity, black. You ruined a black wedding. Like I played like a handful of like what you need to play, um, but the rest of it was just like a set. It was like danceable music, but it was just like a set. But I played like you know outstanding and. Before I let go and all that, like stuff like that. I some, mean, some prints, like, but it was intentional. Where I was like, yeah, I'll play what you need to play, but the rest of it was just like, I'm, I can't not have fun. <laughs> and that's against the rules for a wedding DJ. You just, you have to play what they want. Yeah. And like, I, I didn't care. <laughs> like, who, for example, who would be your ideal DJ for like your wedding? Probably Questlove or, yeah. Yeah, that's so, an easy one. So for yeah, for me, I have three. It would be Questlove, Just Blaze, or DJ uh, Kid Capri, or uh, 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 Jazzy Jeff, Jazzy J. That'd be another one. That was my. Two. And if I'm rounding out the fifth one, it'd be Grandmaster Flash. Those would be like the five. 
I think those are like five Gosh. really good ones. Okay. Very expensive, but those are like five like really good DJs to like. Yeah. Or is someone to at least tell your DJ like, look, this, these are guys that I really like. I know you're not them, but uh, you need to imitate them. Just <laughs> study what music they play. You don't have to do it as skillfully as them, but it's mainly about their song selection. Here's eight YouTube videos. Yeah, study up. 13 minutes long each. Yep. Mm-hmm. Finish it. Um, okay, so that's my tangent on weddings and marriage and all that other stuff. So Interesting. Um, on to the next. So this documentary that is so super popular <laughs> on HBO. Um, the Inventor. It's probably... Out for blood. The one documentary that everyone's watching over uh finding neverland i found i've i've found that more people are investing in watching this inventor Mm -hmm. than finding neverland yeah this movie played in sundance too really yeah okay i didn't get to see it but yeah so it's a couple things Finding out that this chick's voice isn't her real voice and that she was sounding all like weird on purpose. Oh. It's super weird. Huh. Um Yeah. And I guess it's to make her more likable. Uh and then the second part is there's no way in hell that either you or I or any person of color and I'm talking about anyone other than white or I would probably say I'll put Indian in that category as well because they're kind of for some reason thought of like just smart people whatever can just walk in and ask anybody give me money I have this idea respect it Nobody can do that. And it's ridiculous that this chick was able to get almost a billion dollars of investments. And Walgreens, Walgreens should be shut down for life. I'm I'm going to I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> I think that was the most baffling part. Uh, not even the 900 million it's it's the fact that Walgreens a national conven- uh, is a convenience store yeah. whatever mm-hmm, mini market okay. um it's all over the country every city I've ever gone to has a Walgreens mm-hmm. and as a corporation they signed on to take this idea and if you guys haven't seen the documentary the inventor please pause this and come back to this <clears throat> in an hour and a half after you watch it. Um, it's on HBO. It's just baffling that they would invest in something without seeing the actual product, without opening the actual product and seeing how it works. I'm just shaking my head. I'm I'm just... I'm, I'm done. I just. I... I've lost respect for, no, that, for the, that company. There were there were five or maybe like six moments in the movie where like I audibly gasped. I was like, <laughs> I just it was more. Uh, I was more on the edge of my seat than any like thriller movie that I've ever watched. I was just fascinated. I could not believe it started with her at Stanford when she goes to her professor asking for help yeah and she tells her like this is your this isn't a real thing this is pseudoscience you're not this idea will never happen yeah and the way she reacted to it was like okay fine I don't, I'll do it on my own <laughs> yeah that I was just like this is gonna be a long movie and she just went deeper and deeper with deception and I think what allowed her to get away with it was just being close to power she was always close to someone with power or influence that was a cosign of like oh this young and bright person I support your ideas like 
go go get it the world is yours like you know I, yeah. I trust you which is a which was a great like inside look as to how white privilege works in institutions yeah because we get how it works in day-to-day life but like as far as the institutions go like they just give this heads up this kind of like this nudge like okay you know you know we know you have like really nothing of substance to offer but you're so-and-so's daughter or you know you are here we're gonna give you the support um and she just kept getting breaks like that like the way she scammed all it was like what five secretaries of state uh she had kissinger and all these guys like head over heels they were horny by the way they all wanted to fuck <laughs> okay sorry to, to stop you there but those guys were she's horny. not even attractive but those guys were horny horny those guys were like on their deathbed and here, here comes here hey hey she's young you she's know younger than them my point is relatively anyone who's like 60 years younger than you is young okay they were horny horny they're like yeah i'll help you they all had a thing for her i swear and it's i don't understand that like she's not even attractive yo um, but i give it to her she's very persuasive the fact that she was able to tell forbes no you need me at this at this women's convention or whatever it was but you know what I, I don't think that's as much of her being persuasive as much as because what she she got on the Forbes thing or she got in the yeah the women's thing and the uh, the Wall Street Journal thing towards the end because remember the Wall Street Journal put out that article like detailing all of her like lies and stuff oh yeah and she still went to the Wall Street Journal event and had a onstage interview mm-hmm I think it's less about her being persuasive and more about like these platforms seeing an opportunity to entertain <laughs> and bring this like not whack job, but she is a whack job. But at the time they're like, this person's really interesting and they're kind of talking nonsense, but they're doing so in a way that people might believe. So let's give them a platform. And it also shows how maybe like, major media will take someone or some idea and try so hard to be ahead of the curve like they they probably were thinking in in my opinion they're thinking this probably can change everything about the world America whatever you know what uh, kind of does what her idea was in a sense like 23andMe was created mainly to diagnose health problems, not so much ancestry. Interesting. Um, okay. So it's just interesting to see that her idea. I don't know if Twenty Three and Me was around around the same time, but like that that is a thing that you can do. You can like see your health problems, kind of not not to the extent she was saying. Like see that everything. you have everything before it happens, but it's more like a broad indicator like oh you're you have this issue like like decades and generations back you may want to look out for this type of thing but she finessed a whole industry she exposed that people and and investors don't really know what they're doing they that one investor guy was like yeah most of the time when i invest i just it's a gut thing oh yeah it, i was that like was a pro- yeah, he was a professor at stanford wasn't he no, I don't think so. I think he was just a full-time venture capitalist. They they only had really like two Stanford people there. But there was a guy. I thought there was a guy that that worked at Stanford that invested in like Uber. Oh yeah. And but he wasn't. He he made. I think he had like one interview. But yeah, he quit his tenure position at Stanford. Yeah. To, I, I mean, to work for her, not invest, but like work. <laughs> but the 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 interesting thing was, he says. <laughs> Oh, I invested in um, Uber at the very beginning. I invested in, I can't remember all the companies, but he named like like three to five different companies. Mm-hmm. All are like very successful. And if he just put in, you know, a couple thousand dollars or whatever, he's 
probably worth a lot of money. And this is like the one that he fails at. Mm-hmm. Okay, fuck it. Like I've been successful at five out of six or four out of five, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. Like yeah. I'll. I think he honestly just invests in all types of stuff. I, I don't think it's even strategic for a lot of people. They I just, mean, I, I would I would like that kind of money. I feel like they just <laughs> throw it around and whatever one sticks. Whatever sticks sticks and at the at the very worst I feel like your investment you usually you know get it back. Yeah. One way or another. Yeah. So. I mean if if, if we all invested you know, a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars into crypto before it became big, we'd have, you know, we'd be able to cash out a nice amount. Like, Mm -hmm. but not everyone thinks at that moment to invest in something that is, you know, far down the line, you know, you can't can't afford that mistake, (laughs) but also like a lot of people can't, she, she comes up with this idea to test everything in your body by with a drop of blood <clears throat> from your finger fine most companies most successful companies kind of stumble into something else and they'll find like oh, okay well this was our original idea we're going to turn it into something else that a lot of companies happen where they kind of start to pivot towards something else when they were starting with a whole totally different idea mm-hmm. She probably could have pivoted at some point, but she stuck with this original idea. And look, she wasn't changing when her professor told her this is not real. She said, "Screw you! I'll do it myself." That that was it. That was her jumping off of the cliff. That was her, without a parachute. I'm going full crazy. Yeah, and you can't stop me. <laughs> Interesting enough, those old horny white guys Horny horny didn't think to realize that she was banging this old horny Greek dude? No, he was Indian. No, that guy was Greek. The her the co the co guy. I mean not not like it matters, but we're talking the the guy who was running things alongside. Oh guy, the Eagle too. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter, but... I swear he was Indian, but okay. Yeah. Regardless. On to other things. Uh, um, Have you been following, uh, like, this conversation around this, like, brunch? Do you brunch? Um, I don't... I don't brunch. I don't... I don't verb brunch <laughs> you don't you don't verb brunch no <laughs> um is, which means that it's like a um a life, regular thing a no. lifestyle do i go to brunch yes uh how often do i go to brunch maybe once every couple months do i know great brunch <laughs> spots not really okay do i go on yelp and put in brunch and then see what's out there yes um, I usually kind of check and see, you know, what's where, pe- where people are going on Instagram on Sundays and stuff like that. I feel like brunch is a Sunday only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday brunch isn't. I feel like that's not happening. But I also have been to brunch spots that are like super like turn up, like eat like crazy music. Okay, that's what I'm trying to dive into here. Okay. I am completely uh, mystified by this world of, like, brunch where people, like, turn up off of mimosas. Mimosas can get you lit, though. I agree. But there's food here, syrup and eggs, and, and you're here to turn up. Well, that's the what thi- is this? Well, that's the other part of brunch is that it's People not be always swag surfing at brunch, bro. People swag surf at brunch, painting sips, and you here. Here's the I think because there's some kind of discrimination going on here. The image of a bruncher is one of a what people are starting to say is like a black gentrifier. 
people from other states that move to like LA, New York or whatever and this is where they all congregate for brunch and they turn up accurate now my um my former store manager uh recently moved to somewhere in Texas and that's pretty much what he does often uh-huh. goes to brunch on a Sunday and turns up so it's kind of like and a safe space for for people that are not from the city like yeah like young black professionals quote unquote upwardly mobile yes. <laughs> folks they they and, go to swag surf at brunch and I, and I and to their um and to their argument I would say that they are also Taking that opportunity to meet new people as well. I, I'm okay because so, this is replaced church. Yes, normally that would be church. You go, yes. you go to the yeah, church. That, that would, yeah, that would be a part of church where it'd be like anyone you know new to the church or whatever, new town, yeah. whatever, first time coming. But wow, wait, wait, let's 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 marinate on that. Okay, brunch has replaced church. Ooh. for our generation, bars. Brunch has replaced church. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think Jesus will say otherwise. I mean, we're not going to get into the religion talk right now. Because I, I have different feelings about... I Look, I have a, I've had a smile on my face this whole episode. I'm not entirely being serious. <laughs> but I'm just fascinated by... The fact that brunch has gotten people like really hot, like people are, people are upset about brunch. <laughs> people are upset about the brunchers. So, first <laughs> of all, you got to get mad at the the establishment for having turn up music at the brunch. <laughs> no, I don't. Why? No, you know. Shout out to uh, my two cents. You know that restaurant on a uh, uh, Pico. They do. They're doing like a turn up brunch now. They every, usually when I go in there, they be bumping music. So the music is never loud when I go to My Two Cents. And I've been to My oh. Two Cents tons of times. <laughs> mm. And it's never too loud to the point where, like, I'm speaking loud to, uh, yeah, I'm going to get the uh, meatloaf sandwich. Oh, no. And when I went, it was straight up Beyonce at volume 11, man. Yeah, no, 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 like, no. It's always at, like, a cool seven, maybe. Hmm. Um, seven's still kind of loud for a restaurant. It's a little loud. You can but, still turn up on seven. <laughs> but I, I can still hear the people that are next to me. You can still turn up, though. But they don't play turn up music. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, Swag, I surf. Like, if, if, I, if, I, if I hear the beginning of Swag Surf come on, you know, that's hmm. that means that this establishment has greenlit <clears throat> a uh-huh. Swag Surf. Green like lit. they've greenlit the swag Greenlit the swag serve. That's a nasty phrase. But it's but it's accurate. It's Ac- on point. Ah, yeah. You can't yeah. like No, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, yes. Um but I don't consider them gentrifiers. Back to what you were saying, black gentrifiers. Yeah. I don't That's consider what I'm trying to I don't consider out. them gentrifiers is because they're actually meeting other people. Locals? You think people from from the cities be at these at Swag Surf brunch? <laughs> I think so. Mm. I think I think um, depending on like age, yeah, for sure. Okay, you're right. You're right. I, so I, I, I was I, I was preemptively calling them that because of what the conversation has framed them as. Gotcha. You know, you got young black people moving to the big city, chasing an opportunity. And people are still saying like, "Hey, you're not from here. You're gentrifying." I think t- <laughs> ages, like, ages, wait a second. ages between twenty one to twenty six, definitely. If you're local, you're still you're going to like a a turnt brunch, twenty one to twenty six. Um, but yeah, I think that you should be able to meet people even if they're not from the city meet people regardless because Mm -hmm. hey you might move to a new city you might not know nobody yeah no okay when you put it that way um i may have a little more of a tolerance for the swag brunch 
I don't think I'd go, but when you put it that way as a, as a way for like, you know, newcomers to meet locals, vice versa, or people from other cities to meet fellow people from other cities, mm-hmm. uh, it's cool because it still is a communal experience, and as long as locals are involved and there's that exchange, then cool. Because you hear about that a lot in New York where they have like, you know, Brooklyn has so many block parties and the gentrifiers do not go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but uh, yeah, shout out to the Swag Brunch. I, I, it's just, it's been on my mind because I've heard like so many conversations, been a part of so many of these conversations where like, I don't really know why y'all are so mad <laughs> at all these parties. Mm-hmm. Um but then I found myself like, wait, where do I stand? <laughs> and I mean, you're. I, I figured it out. Figured out, y'all, 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 just do your thing. Just, uh, yeah, no, just uh, just do your thing. Um. Now, what's today's date? Thirtieth, thirty-first. So thirty-first. Uh, so, I just came across this right now. <clears throat> this is not going to be breaking news by tomorrow, but it is Chris Stapps. Uh, somewhat breaking news is Poor that things. Nipsey Hussle was possibly shot. What? In front of the Marathon store. In front of the Marathon store. Yes. We were just talking about this. On the last episode. Um, <clears throat> I was just there. <laughs> so it sounds like it was just one person. It wasn't that one person. Where is this reported? Where, where are you seeing this? It's, it's, all, it's all over Twitter. And people have... Uh, it's reported. It's not for sure. Um... But yeah, it's all shot or killed. Shot. He's reportedly shot. This is like really brand new news. Holy shit! That's yeah. crazy. What? And let's see here. There's no timestamp. Are all the tweets like? They're pretty much recent. This is what? Yeah, this is all within. Um, yeah, 440, 415, 358, oh. Oh. 352. Yeah, this is within the last couple hours. Um, Whoa. You know, it, it's crazy. And I, I, I pray for Nip because... I was just watching his GQ interview. The 20 questions thing With him and Lauren <clears throat> Yeah Which was hilarious by the way Yeah dang Um, One of the things that I see In life Is When people make A change in their life Or become better Or Get to their You know A point of success That they've never seen before is when people try and tear them down. Of course. And it sucks, especially with this guy, especially how much we talked about him on the last episode and how much of a change he's made and an impact he's made in the community and in hip hop and all that. So just gonna you know, kinda pray for um for Nip and his family. Um, that's Sheesh. a little bit somber. Um, I guess this next part is somber. The Christophe Porzingis, bruh. If you don't know, Christophe Porzingis is a <clears throat> basketball player for the Dallas Mavericks. He used to play for the New York Knicks. If you've ever heard of the unicorn in reference to a basketball player, that is him. Yeah, he learned English through World Star. Yes, uh, he's <laughs> he's done a lot. So. Uh, there is a report that he uh, allegedly raped someone. Jake, do you have more news on that? Uh, that he 
uh, was being he was like cosplaying as a slave owner. He called her a slave. Oh, that's reported. That's what the accuser uh, and her attorney are saying. Okay. Uh, and that he like totally like beat her up. Um, and it also says she lived either I don't know. It said she lived in the same building or apartment. I forgot which one. Okay. But I I understood it as she lived in the same building. Okay. So, uh, and like she's twenty three years old. That's that's all I know. It's but also that the NBA has known about this for months. Yes, because it happened um, in 2018. Yeah, and it, that the Dallas Mavericks and the Knicks spoke about this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Before the trade uh, happened. Okay. And now it came out that Dallas Mavericks didn't ask all the questions. They asked some questions about what happened. Sounds about like right from our Cuban. Yeah. Now I'm a little disappointed because I've on this podcast on sports through generations, I've given a kudos to the NBA for being a better league than the NFL and their handle of basically everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the fact that this wasn't spoken about, and this is just becoming news now when we're basically entering our fourth month of the year. And this happened in November, December of last year. I'm a little disappointed in the NBA. Now, I will say this. <clears throat> I hope that the truth does come out and we find out exactly what happens. And whoever is guilty of crimes is held responsible yeah I mean I think it's also that NBA doesn't want to comment on like cases so early you know because it sounds like she came out the gate with you know full details and stuff and um you know it sucks but I honestly think the more detailed the accusations become the more like hesitant the league and the law become because then they think like they're like oh this is too detailed you're probably making this up and you know so many people don't believe accusers already and you know NBA being a fan base of mostly men um, men tend to be kind of uh, trash on this subject (laughs) when it comes to rape allegations like automatically she's lying yeah that's what tends to happen so I understand because this, I mean, it is late, but it's not like as bad as like NFL and stuff. Yeah. Hold on stuff for like some stuff just never gets out. Um, So, you know, four to five months is is not the best. And I wonder what developed in the case recently to prompt a statement. But um, yeah, if true jail for life uh guaranteed the nba should probably uh jump ahead of the issue one way or form i mean i don't th- i don't know if there's a way that they can jump ahead of the issue i think they're just going to have to wait until due <coughs> process damn man that's yeah that's wild kp and it's it's crazy because even if he's uh, innocent, you know, you just you, nobody can come back from the rape accusation. Yeah. If you if you're guilty, that's that's a clean cut. You know, you're go to prison for life. You're an outcast from society. You've committed the worst crime, pretty much known to man. Done. If you could become innocent. There's still the asterisk next to your name. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because in a in a world where you know social media is our biggest news outlet, in the court of a, of public opinion, it's 
guilty right away. Mm-hmm. And rather you, you know, whatever happens, if you get, um, you know, found innocent or, or the charges are dropped or settled out of court, you're always considered, uh, you know, guilty. And that, you know, that, that really sucks. It sucks more though that rape is a like pervasive problem that it's like a cultural thing that just happens like on the regular. Yeah. Like every day. Yeah. Like all the time. I agree. So it it sucks all around, but it's honestly rapists who get away with it that makes it a shitty situation for everybody. That's I think Agree. I think that sums it up the way I see it. So, yeah, until until the police start, you know, respecting uh, accusations the way they should, you know, I don't know. It's, it's men need to stop fucking raping people. Period. One hundred. Can't believe it. Uh, I'm f- so I forgot to record the um, documentary about the missing children from Atlanta that Will Packer <clears throat> produced on... What? You didn't hear about this? So there's a documentary and I'm going to Google it because I don't know the name of it exactly. Uh, Will Packer doc missing Atlanta children. All right, so yeah, so uh, the Atlanta child child murders. I, I meant to to put that on the DVR, and I totally forgot. But I'm gonna have to go ahead and um, add that. But Will Packer did a documentary on, on this story, which happened between '79 and 1980 or '81, mm-hmm. where like 29 kids ended up missing in Atlanta. And how the police didn't do anything about it. And it wasn't until they got to about like somewhere between 15 and 17 kids ended up missing and they, and bodies started showing up that they actually start putting effort in to looking for this. So I'm going to find it. I think it's on the ID channel or something like that. So, okay. Yeah. That's the channel, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I'm going to look it up and then we'll discuss it next week. But, um, Everyone should maybe watch the documentary. It seems very interesting. Uh, Cardi B. You heard what happened with Cardi B this week, right? Uh, yeah. So everyone's comparing her to uh, Bill Cosby and Rick Ross and R. Kelly. What's the difference? The guys raped somebody. <laughs> well, in... In Rick Ross's uh, defense, <clears throat> he made a reference line that could be alluded to rape. Okay. Cardi B was <laughs> robbing. But Rick Ross, it's fine because all his raps are based on lies. So, Oh, come on now. Right? It, it's not, a, not, it's, not, it's not Rick Ross. It's part of his character. You know, oh yeah, like Rick Ross would. Yeah, there's a difference between <laughs> William Roberts and Rick Ross. Yes. Um, I don't think he was uh, lying. He probably just done it. Why would you rap about that? <laughs> I mean, it's a catchy line. No, it's he, not. What? Rick Ross been out of pocket like big time. Sometimes. But big time sometimes. <laughs> I would need I would need more lines. I love Rick Ross. I think Rick Ross is one of my favorites. But I, I would need the reference lines that you're speaking of at this moment. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that when you think of rape versus um, rape versus robbing, the crimes are different. They they take a total different sentence mm-hmm. when you go to court so 
how is it compared to these people? Not saying that she's right. I don't think that she's right at all. But you can't compare her to serial rapists. Nah. She's a thief. Yeah. I mean, took some money. She's a thief. But I would also like to know how much money. Because these guys are already about to pay for some sex. Mm Mm-hmm. So, how we know she just didn't take what she was already going to get? Yo, and this is normal, man. Like... This is what This is what women do Like Not like what women in, <laughs> in these industries And, and that It's a revenue stream <laughs> Yes I If agree. you're either in Sex work Or proximity to sex work And you don't wanna Follow through with some creep You know I gotta do what I gotta do I mean I've gotten gotten When I was younger Not in this, not in a similar situation. Oh, you pay for sex? <laughs> no, you're like, whoa. <laughs> no, but like, when I was younger, like, I, I would, a stripper would be like, oh, would you like a dance? <clears throat> okay, cool. By the time we get over to, you know, where I'm going to get my dance, the song is like, towards the end, the song changes, and it's like, oh, that was two songs. Mm-hmm. Because the song, the first song ended, and then. The next song played, and then it's like, oh, I gotta pay for two songs. Because technically, two songs, two different songs are playing. Yikes! So, I got got mm-hmm. not in a in a sexual act, but yeah, it's a business, and that sucks. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I just, know, I man. just, I just don't think they should be trying to consider her. I feel like like people are kind of trying to find a way to get women back for the me too moment oh wow that's dark and it, it sucks but i think that that's what like like there's idiots out there they're like okay we finally got a female that's done some shit that we're getting in trouble for. or um r kelly bill cosby apologists mm-hmm. are trying to find a way to get oh, yeah. a woman back for yeah it's for crazy. those things <sighs> Crazy, right? Um, it says Nipsey died. Yeah. No, you're kidding. NBC News. Uh, killed in the shooting outside his store. Two other men in serious conditions. Suspect remained at large. Yeah. It says uh, just a couple hours before the shooting, uh, Nipsey tweeted, having strong enemies is a blessing. That was his last tweet. He's like right at 3 p.m. There you have it. He's gone. I think I'm getting texts now, like, from people. Wow. Um... texts are pouring in yeah same for me um i kind of want to end the podcast now (laughs) i don't i don't don't know how to feel right now i'm All right, yeah, we should just end it here. This is rest in peace, Nip. Rest in peace, Nip. Man, wow. 
All right. Well, um, with that said, I am Casey Psalms. This is Jacob Gray. Hugs, kisses, and daps as always. This is the Richmore Podcast.